Blog Talk Radio. We want to welcome you to another episode on MBKI Radio Broadcasting Network. Prepare yourself and get ready and allow the Spirit of the Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Apostle Anthony Baxter. needs to make that confession of faith tonight. Say it. I will never be the same. Not after being with you. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. I want to welcome each and every person to MBKI's Kingdom Encounter Bible study where we're going over a series upon leadership. Amen. Many of us call ourselves leaders, but we must understand the finite points of being a leader in how to walk and talk and things of this magnitude. Hallelujah. So I thank God for this teaching. Amen. As it has helped me, and I hope that it will help you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So let's open up in prayer, hallelujah, and we'll go ahead and go forth from there. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give thanks, honor, and praise unto you. We thank you, Father God, hallelujah, for the breath of life in which you have given us in this day. I pray, Father God, that you will allow this message to go forth with power and with might from your spirit, Lord God. Hallelujah. And I pray that the minds and hearts of your people will be prepared to receive what it is that we have on today. So, Lord God, allow your spirit to come forth. Hallelujah. Take control of this vessel and use it in any way you see fit. In Jesus' mighty name, Father God, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. How many of us desire to be made over? Hallelujah. The Bible says if you are a new creature, all old things have passed away, all things become new. You are a new creature in Christ. Lord, make me over. 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 Lord,
out there singing. Come on.
Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. I just want to thank God, hallelujah, for this day and for each and every person that is joining us online at this particular time. And again, I do apologize for the technical difficulties that took place earlier. You know, when there's something going forth that uh, is anointed and appointed for uh, a time, hallelujah, it seems that the enemy always tries to come in and wreak havoc. Amen. But how many of you know that it may form, but it shall not prosper. So we just thank God. Hallelujah. For straightening out the airways. Hallelujah. We uh, cut the silver cords and ley lines of the enemy. Hallelujah. And his imps that they have no traveling uh, 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 ways onto this line to bring any havoc. Hallelujah. I pray against distractions that may distract God's people from receiving what it is that he will have for them to receive in this hour. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Open the minds and hearts of your people, Lord, and allow your spirit to move mightily and boldly throughout. Hallelujah. This time that we have with you. Hallelujah, Father God, we thank you for your anointing. Hallelujah, for it destroys the yokes, Lord God. Hallelujah, heal, set free, and deliver those that are in need of healing, Lord God. I decree and declare it be so by faith. Those, Father God, that are stressed and worried, Father God, I speak peace over their life right now in the name of Jesus, Father. Hallelujah. And those that are dealing with principalities, hallelujah. Glory be to God. I send forth fire now, hallelujah, to burn up every imp, hallelujah, every principality, hallelujah, that may have attached themselves to that individual. Any aches and pains right now, Lord God, I pray that your healing power may soothe, Father God. In Jesus' name, let it be done and let it be so. By faith, the Bible says, if we believe, we shall receive, Lord, and we believe in your healing power. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it is done, and it is so. Amen and amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Again, I just want to give God thanks. Hallelujah. I can't thank God enough. I don't know about you. I don't know where you come from, but man, where I was, it wasn't a good place, and he pulled me out. Hallelujah, and I thank him for it. I thank him for my wife. Hallelujah. I thank him for my sons and daughters that Hallelujah. Keep us in prayer that cover us and 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 just keep us on our toes. And we we just thank God for you all in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We thank God for all of the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, teachers, preachers, overseers, deacons, hallelujah, mothers, hallelujah, and all those in their respective places. We give honor to you all. Hallelujah. This is part three. Or yes, part three of our leadership course. Amen. Hallelujah. Today we're going to be talking about a leader must lead by example. Amen. Hallelujah. You ever your mother ever tell you or your father ever tell you don't don't do what I what you see, but do what you hear. You know what I'm saying? Do as I say, not as I do. Amen. I remember when I was growing up, 
hallelujah, back in the day, you know, my dad, you know, he was doing particular things and, and, you know, being a child, you want to emulate your father. Amen. Hallelujah. And I started doing some of those things he was doing and he would tell me, don't do, uh, do as I say, not as I do. This is for grown folks. Amen. So I couldn't wait to get grown so I could do the things he was doing. And then come to find out the police was telling me that don't do as do as we say, not as you see people do. Amen. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So we must as leaders walk the walk and talk the talk. Because we're being watched. And and and, and we're being watched by leaders as well as laymen, as well as those we may be mentoring, as well as those non-believers because they want to slip you up. They want to see you fall. They want to see how are you going to respond to a situation or circumstance. And the sad thing is today, many believers are responding just like the world. So why would an individual that is in the world want to come into something that's just like where they leave it? Makes no sense, doesn't it? Amen. Glory be to God. We got to get this thing right. See, if us us as leaders can lead, see, being a leader, that means that you're going to have followers that are going to emulate what it is that you are doing. Was it Paul that says, do as I do, as I do, as Jesus has done? He's imitating Jesus, so as he's imitating Jesus, if you imitate me, you will be imitating Jesus because I'm walking as he walked. How many leaders do you see walking like Jesus? Amen? Glory be to God. So we must begin to really take a look at ourselves, not being concerned about anything else because really anything else really doesn't matter because when it comes down to it, when you... uh. Uh, uh, reach those pearly gates, guess what? It's going to be you by yourself, not with your wife, not with your kids, not with your homies, not with your girlfriend, hallelujah, but you by yourself in God. And he's going to want to know everything. It says you will be judged by every idle word. So if you're one of them people that love to talk, uh, you're going to be judged by every one of them words that came out of your mouth. Amen? Hallelujah. So we must be concerned about our walk, our soul salvation, as well as others. Amen. Glory be to God. I want to go over 10 steps, 10 different steps, hallelujah, that we as leaders must take heed to. See, the, the one thing about a leader if the leader is a servant. A leader is a servant. And being a servant, that means that you are below, not above. I see too many leaders walking around like they're better than everyone. What did Jesus do? Jesus washed the feet. Of his disciples, his apostles. He washed their feet. Now, if you understand 
the symbolization of that. And if you've done your research and gone back and, and seen what the servants did. See, when you had a guest that came into your house, what your servant would do is he would run and get some water and then wash the feet of your guest. Amen? Because they walked in those sandals and the dust and all that stuff would be on their feet, so they would wash their feet. So this is what Jesus did. And why did he do this? Being Jesus with all his glory and everything, you know, he bowed himself down to a, the lowest point. Amen. Amen. And so this is what his leaders must do. It's not about us. It's all about him. And it's all about those people that need him. See, too many of us leaders want to lead people to us. To themselves. But all we are are vessels that the Father is using to be a blessing or to get through to another vessel. Amen. What does it say? Each one teach one. Amen. Hallelujah. So now as you've been taught, now you lead and go teach somebody else so they can lead to teach somebody else and so on and so forth. But this is not going on today. So we must go back into scripture and find out about leaders so that we can get an understanding of what a true leader is, not by the word or world, but by the word, but by the word. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's take a look. The first thing is being a leader that you need to know is who God is. Now, this seems very elementary, but uh, I have known leaders that who were uh, spiritually, um, uh, they, 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 they just didn't have it. They, they, they didn't have a consistent walk with the Lord. What am I talking about? Well, you know, it's very easy to go into a church on a Sunday and say all the hallelujahs and hoop and holler and all this. But when the doors close to the church and the doors close at the house, what's going on inside of the house is not a God. What's going on outside of the church is not a God. Amen? Amen? Spiritually deficient. A deficiency in spirituality. How can we lead others spiritually when we don't know God or not knowing, you may know of him, but not even trying to follow him? And then there are some that don't even open up their word during the week. They just open it up on Friday or Saturday to put a word together to go and hoop and holler. Amen? Knowing God is important. The Bible says, study the word to show thyself approved. Amen? So study means research. Study means not just read, but let's look and see what this word means in the Greek and maybe even the Hebrew. Let's see why 
he said this and who he's talking to. Let's let's see the cross-reference from this to that so that we can get the truth, not just a bunch of words. Amen? Glory be to God. Knowing God, we want to know his heart. We want to know his mind. And as leaders, it's very important to know uh, what God loves and what God hates, what God is doing in this season. And what season you or your congregation or your church is in? Is it harvest season? Is it planting season? Is it toiling? Amen? Getting the ground ready. What season are we in, church? Amen? But see, the only way you can understand this is by reading the word and having a relationship with God. Having a relationship with God. If you go to Second Timothy, and this slides into uh, the second is studying the Word. I kind of put one and two together, but you know, um, knowing God is knowing the Word because the Bible says the Word is God. Amen. Hallelujah. So if we go to Second Timothy chapter two, and we're going to read verse. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. What does the Bible say? It says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, dividing the word of truth. So how can you be a workman? That's not ashamed. Well, by rightly dividing the word of truth. So are you dividing the word or are you just taking and reading the word or putting some, tying some scriptures together to make it all sound good and tying in a little bow for your lesson? Or are you really understanding what you're reading and putting it in a way and, 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 and doing what's necessary to get the revelation out of it to pass on to your congregation or the people in which God has given you to teach to. This is important, leaders. It's really important, you know, because bottom line is, if you don't know God, how are the people that you're bringing up going to know God? If you're not studying the word, how are you going to expect those that you're bringing up to study the word. You are the example. It's not just talking about it. It's being about it. Or are you one of those that say, do as I say, not as I do? Do as I say. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says behind the pulpit. But if you see me on the streets, don't do what I do. Because what I'm doing is not a God, but don't tell nobody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They out there. They out there. They out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Study the word. Listen, when Billy Graham was asked if he could do anything over again, what would it be? And he said, I, he said, I failed at so many things so many times. 
uh, so many things that I would do differently. He said, but for one, he said, I would speak less and study more. Now, the one thing that you have to realize about Billy Graham is Billy Graham preached to more people and saw more conversions than any other preacher in the history or that that uh, uh, this article that I was reading that they know of and that I know of. I mean, you know, he was doing some huge crusades, yet he acknowledged that if he had been a better prepared, God might have used him even at a greater extent. So what does that tell us, people? That lets us know that preparation brings a profound confidence to leaders. We need, as a leader in Christ, is by studying his word and knowing him. See, everything ties together, people. Everything ties together. See, if we we, we got to know God, we got to know his word and study it. Amen. And then what we have to do, we have to reassess ourselves by having a consistent prayer life. Oh, yeah. A consistent prayer life, people. How can leaders get directions if they don't pray? You see, in some churches, we have individuals saying, thus says the Lord, but the Lord didn't say that. That wasn't the Lord. Because you ain't prayed since the last time you was at pulpit. Now, I ain't calling out no folks, but if the shoe fit, uh, go to the altar and repent and turn from that and start praying, leaders. Amen. Hallelujah. See, in our busy schedules, we need to slow down long enough to pray and to hear from God. We must. See, and and all these things, they may sound very elementary to most of you. But listen, there's power in prayer. And a lot of these elementary things, I think it was... uh, August, September, the Spirit of the Lord was telling me back to the basics because we've gotten so far to the left. Do you know God is a simple God? And we're sitting uh, 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 ministering these complicated, using words, these big old words. I mean, God is simple. So with God being simple and us going so far to the left, we got to be pulled back. And how do you bring a person back is to the foundational things so that they can rebuild upon a true foundation. Amen. Not a bunch of uh, false teachings and false doctrine, but the basic foundations of the true word of God. Hallelujah. A prayer life. A prayer life. Hallelujah. See, Prayer can drastically change us and move mountains. Now now listen, that's not me. The word says that. In Mark 11 and 23, it states, it says, Verily I say unto you that whoever shall say unto this mountain, 
be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt. Now, that's the key because, see, that's the problem that we have. I was talking to one of my sons this morning, and we were talking about this, and I was saying, you know, when we have faith, if we could look into the spirit realm, because God said he made us in his image. So if we're created in God's image, if God said, let there be light, and his words had power enough to create light, then we have power enough in the words we speak to create a thing. But we can't see it on the earth. Why? Because it's in the spirit realm. Amen. And what brings it from the spirit realm to the natural realm is your faith. But what happens is, like it says here, we doubt. So when that doubt comes in, doubt's not of God. That means that you doubt God. That means you don't believe. That means your faith is wavering. That means that that thing that you desire, that you ask for, that God was putting together, hallelujah, does not come to the earth because of the doubt that has set in, which is not of God. But if we can have faith as a mustard seed, the Bible says that you will be able to tell this mountain to go and you could cast it into the sea and it shall be gone. But we must not doubt in our heart. We must believe that those things which we say shall come to pass. And that's the struggle that many have. That's the struggle that many have. Through prayer, we can bind and loose things upon the earth. The Bible says in Matthew 18 and 18, and where two or more things can agree as teaching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them by my Father which is in heaven. That's Matthew 18 and, 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 and 19. So if we ask, if we touch and agree upon a thing, Two individuals, me and my wife, you and your wife, your friend, whoever, whoever, if you touch and agree in faith and you ask, it shall be done for them, the Bible says. And this is a promise. And God is not a man to where he shall lie. He holds true to his promise. My question is, do you hold true to your belief, your faith, your trust in him and what you are asking? Leaders, I'm not talking Layman, I'm not talking to uh, newbies. I'm talking to leaders. Amen? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. See, prayer can change a negative attitude. Prayer can change a negative attitude. It can heal the sick, deliver, and set free people and allow all of us to stay closer to God, prayer. So how is it that a leader can draw closer to God without prayer? It can't happen. It can't happen. As leaders, we must have an active and powerful prayer life. We must. James 5 and 16 says the effective, fervent Prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It is essential for us to have that type of relationship with God. It's, it's, I mean, 
if you don't have a prayer life, what, why are you, what are you, what, why? It's, it's a sad thing. There was a time when leaders were praying for hours. They, they, they would have, they would have shut-ins at least six, seven, uh, 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 a year. That's all they will talk about is let's pray. Anything going down, let's pray. But today we don't we don't see that. Leaders, we got to get back to the basics. We are in, in end times and we have a generation coming behind us that we need to teach the right things because they're going to be faced with some decisions that the only thing that's going to keep them on the right side of the track is their faith. And if we don't teach them the right things and the right ways, they may just decide to be a part of the new normal and sell their soul. And that type of blood, I don't want on my hands. I don't know about you. So let me ask you this. What do you know about fasting? We must practice fasting. I'm not talking about practice losing weight and starving yourself. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about practicing fasting, letting go of something, food, uh, uh, Facebook, whatever it might be, hallelujah, that you desire, your flesh desires, and sacrificing that thing for God. Now, a true fast is sliding the plate away, but some of us need to throw some other things in there, like myself, you know, so some things my flesh really desires, amen? So, you know, slide, slide the plate away and these other things and stay before the Lord. That's what we ought to do, amen? And to be loving and give. See, back in those days, they would give their food away when they fasted because they didn't have refrigerators and freezers like we do. So they couldn't hold food. Amen. So instead of just letting it rot because they were fasting, they blessed others with it. Amen. So go ahead and be a blessing. Do something for somebody. Hallelujah. During your fast. See, the, the Bible states that some things only come through prayer and fasting. It says that in Mark 9.29. Fasting is more than doing without food, as I, as I stated. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can give up, give up some things, you know, some things you like. Sacrificing that time or item to seek and believe in God for something. See, in other words, here, straight to the point, just getting straight to the point and getting serious about your need or petition to the Lord and letting go of the things that your flesh desires to cry out to God for answers, to cry out for God, to God for wisdom, whatever it is that you need, putting that extra oomph in the fast behind it. Amen. Amen. Jesus, he sacrificed his life for us. Are you willing to sacrifice some food to get a word for your own self? 
be a better man, better woman, go in the right direction, do the right thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Number five, allowing the Holy Spirit to direct you in your decisions. A lot of us just do what we feel. If you feel good, we're going to do it. If it's hard, we ain't going to do it. If it's, if, 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 if it's uncomfortable, we ain't going to do it. Eve knew better. She knew better than to eat of that fruit. She knew better. But see, what happened was Satan got her to put her eyes on the fruit. And she seen that it looked good. It looked like it might even taste good. And then Satan said that it would make her wise, give her something. So she ate it. See, so when we make decisions, these are some of the things that we look at. Is it going to do something for me? Is it going to make me feel good? Amen? And if it is, fits all the criteria, we don't go for it, despite the consequence at times. Amen? You say you got some of those men out there, they see see a a, a pretty woman that, that's calling them over, and uh, they see, and, and, and they desire, and they go. But the consequence was worth it. Because some folks done lost their whole families. Some folks done lost their lives. Some folks done left the woman with some things that they didn't want to leave with. Amen. They had to go to the doctor. So uh, uh, are you following the direction of the spirit of God? Are you following the directions of your flesh? See, listen. We cannot make spiritual decisions based upon carnal knowledge. What am I saying? Great question. You cannot make a spiritual decision upon your finite mind because your fleshly mind cannot equate nor understand spiritual items, spiritual things. Amen? So in order to make a spiritual decision, guess what? You got to go into a spiritual realm. Amen. And so as the spirit of God is able to assist with the spiritual thing or decision, we must listen to receive from the spirit and make the right decision. Do you know that all you are are the decisions you've made in your life, every decision that you've made leads to a consequence, to another decision, to another consequence, to another decision, to another consequence. So you're standing at the crossroad and you have to make a decision and then there's a consequence and then there's a decision and a consequence. Do you know the problem with addiction is that they've made the wrong decision? Amen. So they keep making the wrong decision and their life gets worse until they choose to make the right decision. And what's the right decision? Just say no. 
Amen. Glory be to God. But for some, that is harder than others. Amen. But God gives us the strength in due season to make the right choice. Hallelujah. When we're bound up in addiction. Believe me, I've been there, done that. Hallelujah. See, I've had so many church people state that they know that their pastor was sent by God. Oh, my pastor was sent by God. He, boy, he, for your life. Oh, my God, my pastor. I just love my pastor. Only to try to get them voted out a couple of years later. Because of something he done said. But God sent him. Amen. God sent him. But a few years later, you find out that he's sleeping with the congregation. But God sent him. Amen. Glory be to God. Never of which, you, you know, you, you, you ask some of these individuals, you say, you say, did, uh, 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 did you make this matter, uh, uh, or did you take this matter to God in prayer as far as the election of this? No. Because I know. I know. That's, 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 one of the, that's one of the things that we say, I know. Whenever we bring up, did you go to God? Yes, and I know. Okay, and that's so sad. How can we possibly know God's direction without praying and asking him to direct our lives and decisions? How, how, how can we? You see, they seem to be more driven to lean upon their own decision-making rather than following God's direction. See, there's only two ways God weighs in your way. And we know what our way gets us. We still try to go our way, even though we know that it ain't going to get us where we want to go. Why is that? Doesn't make any sense to me. You know, some of us, like myself, had to learn the hard way. And sometimes I believe the hard way is the best way because you have a uh, experience to tell you I'm not putting my hand back on the stove ever again. Amen. Glory be to God. Listen. Allow the spirit of God to direct you, to direct your path. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. And let the spirit of God direct you on your day to day. Let him be the head of your life. Amen. I mean, when you get up in the morning and ask, what should I wear? Holy Spirit. Because some of us don't even know the voice of God. And as you begin to ask these little things, you see, you know, like, like women. Women say, you know, it's not the big things that, 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 that matter the most to me. It's the little things. Well, you know, same with, with the Holy Ghost. It's the same with God. It's the little things. Do, are you going to come to me for the little things? Or are you just going to come to me when you need something? Amen. You know, ask him, what should I wear? When you get in the car, you know, ask him, Lord, direct my path. You know, give me traveling grace. You know, one of my one of my big falters is I forget to pray sometimes. The food, the plate get before me, I'm in it. And then I got to stop and, and, and pray while I'm chewing. Amen. You know, but thank God for the food. Little things. That way, when you ask for the big things, your blessing will come quick because 
you never don't just come to him for the little things. You don't just come to him for what he can do, but you come to him for who he is. Amen. And that's that that relationship. Because that's really what he wants is an intimate relationship. Hallelujah. Amen. Number six, number six, number six. Do not be discouraged. Don't be, especially in this season, people. Listen, we're in this pandemic. Yes, I said pandemic because I feel this is all planned out. They, they, they doing some stuff. They got, they know what they doing. Amen. So this pandemic and people are just going crazy. I mean, do you see all the anger? If you look at the television and the news and and the papers and the tabloids, all of this stuff is going into the people's mind and fueling anger. They they didn't. President Trump is out of the White House. That's what you wanted, but you still want to mess with the man and try to impeach him. Let the man go. Let him leave him alone. All this anger. Amen. For what? For what? Remember this. In all of this, God is still in control. It don't matter what it looked like, because what it looked like really ain't what it is. Amen. Just remember, God is in control. Amen. People like me and me and my wife and other people, we've been blessed more during this pandemic than during the regular time. Amen. God is blessing his people in the midst of this pandemic. See, even during the darkest times, God is there. God says, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of the earth with you. I'm, I'm up, in, up in heaven. Wherever you are, I am there. When you take a breath of air, guess what? You're breathing in God. Amen. My God, my God. See, what we need to do, instead of focusing upon the negative, is seeking his will and his direction. Again, how do I seek his direction? Well, if we go to number five, it says allow the Holy Spirit to direct our decisions. And then if we go further, it talks about praying. Then we talk about reading his word. And then we talk about knowing God. See, all of this connects people. But we get into our flesh. We get into our emotions. And, you know, a mature leader does not get into their emotions. Or if they do, they don't stay there long. Hallelujah. They're looking for a solution. They're not stuck in the problem. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. There's a story about a a man. I mean, I... A man, he was uh, facing one of the most difficult times of his life. Uh, as a church leader, he had always tried to do what was right, to live by the scriptures and to uh, run his business with integrity. Um, now, his beliefs were, were challenged by two individuals who walked into his office one day and falsely accused him uh, of uh, doing business uh, the wrong way, doing some things uh, in his business. And uh, 
uh, he knew that the charges were wrong, but uh, these two individuals were uh, headstrong on ruling, ruling his testimony. Have you have you ever dealt with anybody like that? You know, they just making up some stuff just to just to uh, put get your slide your name all through the mud and put a jacket on you that don't fit. You know what I mean? You know, when you're doing really big things for the Lord, you know, they just want to come and just try to character assassinate you, that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, this, 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 this gentleman, he, this is what he was dealing with, you know. And uh, uh, so, you know, and it took, he built his reputation for his business and in church uh, uh, for for years and had a great reputation um, and living according to scriptures. And, uh, uh um, one of the things that had taken place was uh, as God began to uh, move him up into a higher elevation or plane, uh, what uh, then he was accustomed to uh, through the processes that he had to go through to elevate. Um, he knew that God's will for him was moving forward. See, sometimes when all of this havoc is taking place in your life, God is elevating you, and he wants to see how you deal with it. Not only are you showing God, but you're showing the people around you, because remember, you're a leader, and everyone looks up to a leader, so they're looking to see how he is dealing with this thing, right? Through this process. Amen. So you say he was unsure of how these false allocations would affect his testimony or his reputation. So he had to trust God and uh bring glory in to glory in all that he has done. Okay. Now later on, uh, a, 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 a civic leader uh, came up to him and said, uh, "He said, I, I noticed uh, your life uh, uh, from uh, afar off, and uh, and knew that uh, you were a godly man. I also knew of the uh, accusations that were brought against you, uh, and, and and this man went on to say that these things." would have destroyed him, but he noticed that his demeanor testimony did did not ever change. He, 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 he didn't change. He didn't change the way he treated people. Nothing changed about him even during this time of being character assassinated. He went on to say that uh, what, um, what he has is real. His his testimony, his walk, his spirituality is real. See, listen, at the worst time of this man's life, I mean, he was a bit discouraged until he turned everything over to God. Now, through it all in his testimony, it's much stronger than it ever was. So if you notice, this uh, compliment was not made by a Christian leader or someone inside 
the church, but it was made by a non-believer. A non-believer. You see, you never know the effects that your walk and your testimony can have on anybody in the church, outside the church, and in between the church. Amen? This was a non-believer. And his 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 his, his positioning, his 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 testimony, his his character had such a profound move upon this non-believer that I believe the end of the story, he probably gave his life to God. Amen. See, our leadership skills should be noticed to everyone inside and outside the church. Whether somebody is watching you are not watching. And if you don't feel they're watching, guess what? Somebody's watching because you're always being watched. Don't be discouraged, my friend. Make an example for everyone to see. Let them see Christ in you. Let them see the God in you. Because for some people, that's probably the only God they ever going to see. Amen. See, in this story, the, the, the non-believer, he said, he said that his testimony was real. You see, there's too many falsified believers. They've got the hallelujahs down. They got all the lingo and all the walk and all the talk. But their character stinks. And their testimony stinks. Because they're not following. People are too easily uh, to get wrapped into their emotions based upon what somebody is doing outside of them. The outside world should not be able to control the inside being. If we look at Christ, Christ lost his cool. In the Bible, I see one time when he turned over the table, and the only reason why that was, was because they were defiling God's house. Outside of that, nothing moved him. To the point of they beat him to a pulp. That didn't even move him. Amen? Maturity. Are you a mature leader? Men of God, you, you may not even be in the church. You may not even be a leader in the church. But guess what? You're a leader in your home. You're a leader in your job. You're a leader in your community. Are you a mature leader? Or do you get caught up in your emotions and fly off the handle and have to come back and apologize to folks for how you acted? It's time to grow up and be a real leader. The Bible says, when I was a child, I did childish things. But when I grew up to be a man, I put away those childish things. Have you put away those childish things? Women, have you put away the Barbie dolls? Men, have you put away the G.I. Joes? Amen. Come on now, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. Hallelujah. Leaders in the church... Leaders in management, you know, those that have leader positions, 
You must understand that there's a higher calling and expectation upon your life than there are with others. Let me ask you a question. What type of testimony would it be if I came to you feeling full of fear, frustration, anger, and uh, uh, living a defeated lifestyle? Would you want to follow me? See, people need to see the witness of living uh, a living example of victory and how God can help anyone through difficult times. Leaders, see, when you go through a difficult time, it's not for you to put your head in the sand. It's not for you to turn a smile upside down. It's not for you to get into your emotions and start snapping at people. It's for you to end up to trust in God and to walk, hallelujah, in faith, knowing that God is in control. Let me tell you something about me and my wife. We had a prayer line. Amen. Hallelujah. We would go on this prayer line every Saturday. Amen. And we would pray for folks and and, and, and people getting healed and set free. And we were homeless. We were homeless, staying in a homeless shelter. But didn't nobody know it. Why? Because we didn't pout. We didn't go on there telling people to pray for us. It wasn't even about us. Sometimes people, you got to just forget about you because you ain't important. They ain't important. You got to forget about yourself and think about others. You want, you, let me tell you something. Yeah, me and my wife was homeless. We were, yeah, uh uh-huh. Before we got into this 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 this, this uh, bunkhouse is what it was called. It was a, a, a shelter, but we had to stay one night on the street. We didn't have no money to know where we was gonna go, what we was gonna do, right? We didn't complain. And see, through through the hard times, we always we were always on a prayer line. We were always praying for folks. We were always pouring out, always pouring out. Let me tell you, God directed us. He, he directed us. We went boom, boom, boom. And by the end of that day, hallelujah, we was in a bunkhouse, in a shelter, you see, thanking God for the shelter, see. See, there's a lot of people that's like, I can't stay in no shelter. I ain't going to do that. See, I couldn't sleep with my wife. The women were upstairs. The men were downstairs. Sometimes we got to humble ourselves and do what we need to do to get what we need. Amen. Glory be to God. And I'm not saying that to say that we're better than anybody, but I just want to share with you a little bit of our testimony. We've been through some stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. We've come out of some stuff. Amen. We are processing some stuff. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And we share everything because we aren't the only ones. And if we made it through, we have wisdom and and an experience to share with you. And if you do what we've done, you'll be able to get out too. And it all just boils down to trusting God. Amen. Trusting God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Uh-huh. What, what am I saying? I'm saying people need to see a witness in you. Not what you say, but what you do. 
Amen. See, it's easy to show off a victorious life when everything is going well. Amen. So you can see that right now. You know, you see these people that have been uh, uh, paying tithes and going to the same church for 15 years. And, you know, they, they're part of the board and all this wonderful stuff. But see, a lot of people within the last year have lost homes, cars, uh, lost a lot of stuff. And in their losing, guess what? They lost their faith. Amen. Why? Because their faith was never in God. It was in their things, their stuff. Amen. That money could buy. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That victorious life. Amen. See, but when things are not going well, when you lose your job, experience a serious illness or surgery, or perhaps lose a child or a loved one, how do people view your testimony? What do they see? Do they see you all moping down, not coming out the house, come in the house, the house is all tore up and you smell because you ain't took a bath, your beard done grew out, you look like like uh, 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 like one of them, I can't remember that, that uh, Grizzly Adams, yeah, Grizzly Adams, got the big old beard and, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know. What kind of testimony do people see? And you're going through. The Bible says to count it all joy when you go through various trials and temptations. Why? For the testing of your faith. God wants to test us at times. So he puts us through some things or puts us in the fire. How do you respond when you're in the fire? Amen. Amen. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. You remember, the, you know, the story about the, the Good Samaritan. Good Samaritan. If you notice, like most people, the priest and the Levites passed by without helping or showing compassion to their fellow man. Have you ever went to a store and come out the store and there's a man there or a woman there with a sign and you can tell they just really going through some stuff, but you just keep walking. Just keep walking. You know, kind of walking to your car and that person's weighing on your heart. But you justify the reason of not going to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. It says, though, that in the story, compassion for their fellow man was shown by the Samaritan, the everyday Joe, put him up in a hotel, took care of him. This is what we're called to do as leaders. We're called to take care of those that are in need and be a good Samaritan, not just to ourselves, but to those that are in need. And right now, people, there's many in need. Many in need. Me and my wife can tell you so many things that the Spirit of the Lord has given us to do, but you know what? We're not prideful because pride will have us on this this line telling you all the things that we are doing or have done. But it's not about us. It's all about Him. Amen. And our we want our rewards to remain in heaven 
We don't want to get our rewards upon the earth by sharing things because we want people to know what we do when it really ain't us doing anything. It's just being a willing vessel. Amen. Hallelujah. Leadership is a reflection of what God wants to accomplish through us to build his kingdom. See, leadership should never be critical, but should be objectively looking for certain individuals inside the church to serve as leaders. So what is it saying? It's saying that because you're a leader, you need to be looking for leaders to bring up, to become true leaders. But we get so jealous or we get so envious of those that may be anointed and maybe uh, 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 seems to be doing such a good job or getting a lot of accolades from the uh, people of the church that we want to character assassinate them so that people will continue to look at us and not them. Amen. That's not, that's not leadership. That's not a true leader. That's a boy in a man's position. Amen. See those who God have gifted, God will bring up. Amen. He'll bring up. Amen. And see, it's those people that he can, entrust one of his precious and treasured gifts and that's his vision leaders true leaders God will reveal his vision for the earth in a particular area that he wants to use you and he can trust you with that see only a true leader knows God's vision because of his ongoing relationship with him See, God is all about relationship. So if you're not praying, if you're not reading his word, if you're not trusting him, if you're not leading by example, if you're not doing all the things that we have gone over, how can God trust you? See, leaders should know where they are in Christ and where the church is headed. Do you know where your church is? Is headed leader? Do you know where your ministry is headed? Do you know what God is doing in your ministry? Do you see the people that God has placed in your ministry and where he's taking them? Do you see the activation that needs to be activated in these individuals that they're able to get to that place that God is taking them? Leaders, these are things that you must know. But the only way you can know them is by tapping into the spirit. And the only way you're going to get to the spirit is by praying. By praying and building that relationship. See, godly leaders will always see the big picture. Never developing a haughty or unreasonable spirit. Nor trying to self-impose their wishes over God's. Boy, there's a lot of those out there. But I ain't going to speak on I ain't going to speak on that. Because I ain't going to go there. I ain't going to open that can of worms. But uh, people, we must be very mindful upon those leaders that we follow because you don't want to be led to a place that you can't get out of. And that's hell. Amen. Glory be to God. See, leading by example is not a popular thing to do with leaders these days. But we're trying to bring it back like bell bottoms. Amen. 
It's not. It takes work and it takes commitment. And that's one of the things leaders don't want to do is work. Amen. But it's time to get back to the plow, people. It's time to get back to the plow. See, I I, I know of a minister who was very proud of how big his church had grown. And he had all the important people in the community that attended his church. And then one day while looking over the congregation, uh, he heard God whisper something in his ear. He said, are you pleasing me or are you pleasing others? The pastor, he wrestled with that statement all week long. And then after much prayer and meditation, he realized that he was actually trying to please man and compromising his actual preaching of the word of God. This is 50% of the churches. All these mega churches, it's all of them, pleasing man. See, the next week at the service, this pastor, he boldly stood up and proclaimed to his congregation that from this point forward, he was going to not compromise the word of God anymore and promise to seek God's approval for now on. Now, once the pastor started preaching against sin, oh, we don't do that. See, we don't, we don't, we don't preach against it. We don't, we don't call forth sin as sin. We don't hit the sin nature in a person. We want to tinkle their fancy, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Listen, but once he started to preach against sin and, and, and promote repentance, he lost some of his key people. And this is the thing that a lot of leaders are scared of. If I begin to preach the true word of God, people ain't going to want to come to my church. And if people don't come to my church, that means I ain't going to get the money to pay for this church. See, leaders that are into numbers have to compromise to get the numbers. Amen? I don't care about a number. It could be one, it could be three, it could be five, it could be seven. It could be none. Amen? But the word is going to go out the way that God intends for his word to go out. Amen? See, he realized that his church had not been established upon solid ground. The rock, Christ, the word of God. Now, soon the numbers begin to increase because, see, when you begin to do the work of God, you got to take the bad apples out. They're going to come off. But, see, when you stay with it, stay with it and trust God, God will bring in those. Amen? See, he realized that his church had not been established upon uh, the word of God. So soon, again, his numbers had decreased, but they began to to increase and repentance begin to flow within not just the church, but the community. But the community. See, when you have a church that is doing the will of God, it's going to go in the church and it's going to ooze out of the church into the community. And people were seeing a real church and God received the glory. God received the glory. Amen. You see, the church once began uh, again, became a lighthouse. 
the lighthouse that God wanted. How many churches in your community can you say is a lighthouse? Amen. There's a lot of dark houses, but there's not too many lighthouses. Amen. See, the, the leaders of the church became spiritual examples, walk and walking testimonies of God's word. Now, again, the church numbers, they aren't important. What's more important is to help people make heaven their thing place. That's what's important. And in order to do that, we must call out sin for what sin is. We must correct people when they are doing what is not of God. We must keep people walking the straight and narrow. That's why we have been called leaders and placed in position. Amen? I don't know too many shepherds that sheep control them because sheep don't have too much sense. So if you are a shepherd, if you are a leader, lead the sheep. Don't try to make friends with the sheep. See, in this real example, there's two different ways of doing things, our way or his way. Now, both produce numbers, but only one produces fruit. So if you're in the numbers, get the numbers. But if you want to do things God's way, he'll get you the numbers as well as you get the fruit. See, our way are flawed and limited, but his ways are unlimited. Leading by example shows our faithfulness. How do we expect others to be faithful to the house of God if the leaders of the house are not faithful? What about uh, promptness to carry out uh, uh, the leadership role, whether you are a, a musician or a teacher? All efforts and energy should radiate with the glory of God. How about forgiveness? All leaders should be full of love and forgiveness. How many times did the Bible say we should forgive someone? All should be setting an example for everyone to see. We should be setting an example by our walk. We should be able to keep our mouth closed and just walk and just do People should know. They should know that you are a believer without you saying a word just by watching what you do and how you do it and how you carry yourself. But these days, you can't tell a believer from a non-believer. It's time for us to turn that around, people. Be a true leader. Walk the walk. Don't just talk the talk. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we give thanks, honor, and praise unto you. We thank you, Father God, for this message upon leadership. And I just pray, Father God, that this word has not fallen on deaf ears. I pray that each and every person received what it is that you would have for them to receive, Father God. Hallelujah. That they will go out into the world and be a living witness, a living example, a living testimony for you, O God giving you all of the glory. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. As we 
hallelujah, begin to implement the word of God into our lives. Hallelujah. It will make the world a better place. We just give praise and honor to you, God. Hallelujah. And we thank you for each and every person that is on the line, those that are joining us from other countries. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We thank you. Hallelujah. Those that will be listening via podcast in the up and coming future, Father, we thank you for and I pray that you will place your anointing upon this recording that as it plays, your anointing will flow into the atmosphere of that individual's home, breaking yokes, hallelujah, and running off demons in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, we thank you, hallelujah, and we glorify you, hallelujah, and until next week, Lord, we just give praise, amen and amen. Next week, We're going to be going over a leader has a positive attitude. So we're going to be looking at the attitude of a true leader. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, I want to thank you all for coming and uh, taking time out to learn what it is the spirit of the Lord has uh, for us all. Hallelujah. Remember one thing, to walk by faith, not by sight, and know that we love you here at MBKI. And if you have any questions or concerns, you can always email us at Anthony Baxter at MBKI Ministries.com. Anthony Baxter at MBKI Ministries.com. Or you can go to our website at MBKI Ministries.com. MBKI Ministries.com. And uh, leave your uh, question there as well if you'd want to donate if this has been a blessing to you if you've been listening to this series uh, you can always uh, donate uh, at our website or you can go to uh, paypal.me forward slash mbki ministries amen y'all have a fantastic day or evening and we will get back with you here next week on kingdom encounter Bible study. God bless you and have a fantastic day.